0: to Digital Shapers, a podcast by DigitalMente and TechLabs. Two NGOs with the same goal, creating a more equal society using technology and tech skills to democratize education and solve today's world challenges. Welcome to Digital Shapers podcast. I'm here with Max Kuhl, the founder of of TechLabs Amsterdam, also responsible for the partnerships department and currently doing a double degree in physics and science and innovation and also founded a tech education company, A while ago with a friend. Uh, Welcome, Max. Welcome, thank you. So where are you actually located at at the moment? At the moment, I'm in uh, Delft, close to The Hague. Oh, okay. But you're founding TechLabs Amsterdam. What what are you doing in that? Yes.
1: I'm studying both in Delft and in Amsterdam. And a couple of friends of mine live in, or I live together with a couple of friends of mine in Delft. So that's why the choice fell to live here. Amsterdam is only 45 minutes away. So that's also not that big of a problem. So it's quite good to commute. Yeah, pretty easy. Nice, nice. especially for German standards. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What, what well, I think the forty-five minutes for you is a lot less. If I go forty-five minutes through the Netherlands, we already crossed half of it.
0: Ah, yeah, 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 that's correct. Yeah, in Berlin, it's like going from one district to the other. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's basically correct. Um, yeah, you you're the founder of of one of our newest locations, Techlabs Amsterdam.
1: Yeah, uh, well, a friend of mine who was also on the Tech Labs uh, Amsterdam uh, founders uh, team is uh, Erthrop, and uh, together we ha- we have a company uh, actually teaching the same same idea, same same ideals to uh, little children, uh, and he got asked by uh, by a friend of his uh, who was in his studies. Uh, Who is close friends with Henrik? So it's really fire fire that uh, that I got introduced with with the idea, and it so happened that he just uh, they were talking about it. They they asked me stuff, uh, and, and we just got to talking, and uh, they were actually looking for for members to join. So they said, why don't you join officially, so we can do this and get this get this thing running
0: okay so so basically friends pushing you to uh <laughs> to spend some time you, you talked about a company you founded on, on tech education um
1: we try to uh make the word programming and, and coding make, make those a little less scary because when we approached um sm- uh, primary schools now all the teachers are like oh wow well, uh, isn't that too hard should we only do it with like the oldest kids we have or what what should we do but Uh, if you teach it in the right way anybody who can type can actually code and we have devised a program that can actually uh, teach kids to to use the code to work for them and not just teach it in a way that they learn a new language so they actually use it for their daily math uh, equations or their daily uh, spelling bees and we try to involve that as much with the existing curriculum
0: as it is and just incorporate coding alongside it all right all right so I understand and you're curating the courses yourself or is it uh pre-curated courses <laughs> you're using
1: no we really build it from the from the ground up we got uh, actually we started it kind of by accident because my uh my aunt called me and she misinterpreted what my uncle told her about a new job i was doing which was just some 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 backlog uh, desktop help. And he, and she interpreted it as actually that we were, uh, that I was teaching people about just coding and computers. So she was like, oh, could you come over to my class and and do that? And she's teaching a class with uh, seven and eight year olds. So they, they just know how to type. And so I said to her, well, I don't know what you heard, but." sure i'll do it and so i, I took uh, earth along and we just built some some things to to do with those kids and actually teach them a bit about what we know i mean uh, i use programming for just my regular courses and uh, earth is a, is a ethical hacker as well so uh we got some some bases covered and um it ended with the kids actually just slamming the table like we want more we want more and it was so much fun to see the the reactions like that that we actually went back a couple of times and after that, like the fifth time, we had we had built up a few f- few courses, so we were like, oh, maybe we should just enlarge this and and
0: try to sell it. I mean, sounds quite quite fulfilling and also a funny story. Yeah. It's basically kids between seven and eight, or is that your focus group?
1: No, we we it was the the first time, but that was just. Purely because of the 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 fact that we went to my aunt's class, uh, but we enlarged it to start at about seven and incorporate everything up to uh, yeah to actually everybody in primary school, and we are setting out to also incorporate uh, secondary schools, so until seventeen eighteen. Uh, but we were trying to do that, and then Corona came in, so we haven't have not uh, officially launched that part of the courses yet.
0: But but basically, I can imagine. So you're going into the class, and there are twenty children sitting in the class, and you give them a laptop. Most
1: of most of the Dutch schools nowadays have like those have like trolleys, and in those trolleys there are sometimes twenty, sometimes thirty six laptops, and they just can use that per class. They can they share it as a school, but one school has a trolley, so um, we can actually take take the trolley. We can use it. And um, yeah, the on that we we start coding with them, and we uh, work in a way that it's that you immediately see what you code. So you are very uh, visual, you're doing very visual work. So the kids just think they're playing a game, and they're they're learning in a way that uh, they're using a lot more math than they actually think they do because they have to calculate how much steps the thing should take, how much iteration something should do. Uh, and, and because it's visual, you could also just imagine that they're, they're like building a
0: drawing. So it's a, it's a profit company. The schools pay for it. They pay for the lessons
1: because we have to pay the teachers that
0: gave it. To how many uh, children did you, did you bring this kind of education up today? Right
1: now we have, I think, about dealt with 250 kids. Wow uh, and that's in about a year's worth of work uh, and we are setting out to uh, transfer from actually teaching the lessons ourselves to becoming a licensed uh, licensed course. Yeah. So uh, we can we can scale it a bit easier and incorporate
0: it in all of the Netherlands. So if I would be a school, what do I have to pay for for having a course of, of yours? At my school.
1: Uh, yeah, that's kind of dependent uh, on the on the size of your class. Because we would need to bring some extra people. Yeah. Since some children, young children, they just need supervision. You, you need to help them out with, oh, but you typed a comma instead of a dot. Like those basic things, you need to take it out. And that yeah. requires a lot of hands-on work. But I would say that if you take, uh, roughly off the top of my head, if you take eight lessons, that would be eight times... Uh, one and a half hours or so 12 hours of lesson mm-hmm. you would pay roughly 800 euros and
0: the schools are obviously paying for it
1: yeah yeah, yeah sometimes the uh some schools in the netherlands they have uh, a cooperation with the organization and the organization pays for it and we just go to multiple schools we just work for the organization instead of one particular school.
0: That's really interesting. And then you—I mean—you're doing this double degree. That's why you also located in Amsterdam. Every once in a while, I. I guess.
1: Yeah, of of course. Now there's no physical courses, but
0: uh, otherwise, yeah, I would have been. Then the whole story with your friends and techlips came up. Um, what's your plans with with Techlabs, and what maybe motivates you about? next to having this profit company that is focusing on children, um, also having maybe students or young professionals or, or younger adults uh, being taught by Tech labs. So, So what's, what's the motivation behind it?
1: Well, yeah, um, like at our own company and as well, the, like the TechLab's tech uh, community knows the worth of being able to, to code and being able to access the digital part of the world that is growing really fast. And uh, actually, our company, like it's called Kids Code, uh, and Techlabs, we do share the same, uh, the same, uh, yeah, ways of thinking. We 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 want to let the world know that you could code, and you don't have to be like uh, super smart to get it. Everyone can can code if you're taught in the right way. And I think it's really, really good to provide that as well uh to make it as accessible as possible for people i mean uh we want we want people for our own company uh of course we like we're not big enough to get large sponsors and provide everything for free but that would eventually be awesome to just get uh just provide the provide the courses for free and and be able to get it into the uh, the standard lessons that kids learn these days, because it's just, I think for a lot of for a lot of younger kids and also for a lot of young professionals, young professionals might want to set up a website or might want to do something. And if they hire a company, companies can easily charge a lot of money for it, while you could learn the basics yourself and get started and just try it out, see what happens. Uh, and I think it just opens up a lot of possibilities for people that should be known
0: sure i mean that's the basic idea of 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 tech as well one thing i wanted to mention is did you know that we actually offered in munster something for for children as well that we had this coda dojo it was called and we had some meetings with also small children Uh, it was actually not a full tech only initiative but we actually worked with another uh, company together that um offered like little computers to to children and play around with with tech so uh you should definitely also maybe try to reach out to these guys and and maybe make it even even better Uh, but sounds really cool but but uh, techlabs amsterdam is is it more a student initiative uh, location or is it like solely techlabs location not being interrelated with uh the university of amsterdam
1: we are uh, aiming to be open for anyone for young professionals, uh, all the people, uh, students, whoever would like to learn. Uh, uh, and I mean, we're all, uh, we consist of a team uh, from all different backgrounds. Uh, so it's not just, just a group of students, which would probably direct us to get more students, but we're all ages and, and different backgrounds. So We're trying to keep it as open as possible. And we're really anxious to see how it's going to work here in the Netherlands. Since, of course, we're the first location here uh, and in Germany, it's proven itself. And also all the other locations have already proven itself. So now it's up to us to uh, see if we can replicate it here.
0: I mean, I don't know. I guess it's going to be uh, a good start. And since there are a lot, although you don't want to focus only on them, but there are a lot of students, and I think uh, it's 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 going to work. I mean, it's uh, free free education. So you talked about your different different backgrounds. Um, how many people are now working for for Techlabs Amsterdam? Currently,
1: uh, we are actually with eight now in our team already, and we're uh, in talks with a ninth person.
0: And what what uh, courses are you going to offer, or what what areas are you going to offer? All four that we are offering. I'm
1: planning to start with two because we're going trying to aim for 80 students or 80 techies at least. Uh, because we're all new at this, we're we really uh, we're really looking out to how we're going to do this, and we also need to get mentors, of course, for the journey and. Um, we don't know. We you know if we put it out and we get we get back three hundred applications, then we would be pretty overwhelmed. <laughs> uh, so we're we're setting out to keep it a little bit smaller than that the first time, and then afterwards we can. So we it, it would for us mean that if we get 80, 80 techies, and we would uh, divide them over four courses, we would need more mentors.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, also in different areas maybe
1: yeah i mean exactly like the mentors would we would have different mentors for different courses and if we can uh if we just stick with two courses we can start off easier with the mentors as well
0: what's your um current job like so are you searching for for like supporting partners from industry or what's your basic approach to what's what's next
1: well, uh, our first big partnership is, I think, most focused on uh, actually getting the mentors. Uh, since it's Corona, everything will be done digitally. So we do not need a location yet. We do not need, uh, we, or at least we cannot host big events yet. That would all be digital. So that actually lowers the cost of this semester for us, which is nice, but we would still need the mentors. and. Probably uh, I'm I'm hoping to get a partnership with uh, with companies that can provide those for us in a way that we can uh, uh, also get a little bit of funding uh, for of course the the um, how do you say it allowing to to do the courses the licenses yeah and and also the the Udemy fees. Yeah. Yeah, yes. And I've, I've been advised by multiple locations to to try and, and get a university uh, for those because they actually uh, have already have licenses and they can provide us with the licenses, which wouldn't cost them anything and would cost us then
0: as well. I mean there's always these two opportunities of, of having um, companies paying for it because they want to maybe, um get access to to great talent that you definitely are are educating um at, at Techlivs Amsterdam soon and yeah obviously um educational institutions that try to bridge the gap between their current educational system or program and uh what maybe the future needs uh, are so due to uh, the whole situation uh, right now there's always this i mean the the in germany especially i don't know if it's in in, in the netherlands maybe we can broaden it a bit up but in in germany the situation is that schools and, and and educational institutions they they don't know how to how to deal with it they i mean the schools are are obviously closed in a way so they have digitalized um, education lessons, but still they weren't prepared for it. So it's it's a real struggle, I think. So so two questions from, from my side to you, because I'm interested. So how is it in, in the Netherlands? What's the current situation with um, remote learning for, for children and also maybe students? And um, what's your approach on how to make a digital education uh, remote most? effective and and fun
1: yeah uh well at the moment we went into the 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 largest lockdown that has been yet here uh so everything is closed everything is is uh not yeah, and there's no physical physical uh, courses anymore there are some universities that do keep their locations open to provide like study space for for students and and people to to gather there which I know in Amsterdam, there are rooms which you can still reserve with 10 people, maybe 12 people. So you could host like small groups, you could you could actually do something. Uh, and with the, um, yeah, with the Amsterdam, with TechLabs Amsterdam, I think we're mostly uh, trying to really uh, incorporate uh, the community feeling as well for the people. Cause, a lot of people now already had to do everything online they had to work from home they had to study from home and uh of course getting an extra course online um is it it would be fun if we can just we can just invite small groups over every time and we can arrange locations for for small groups to meet with a mentor have a mentor there the whole day and of course uh, yeah so so it, we're really aiming to to get the, the techies to to actually be involved uh, more than just following another online course because they'll they'll be doing that for a few months already and uh, even though the quality is really good they still might resent the fact that they should spend more time on their computers uh, without getting any any physical action or physical... Um, events
0: Yeah. so definitely. we're i mean you you know, might know it also from yourself and and i mean i realize that every night i'm going to close my laptop it's uh, in the morning kind of and i i or i open it in the morning and i close it before going to bed and there's nothing else between um and that's that's um yeah it's it's quite tough sometimes, so um, I can imagine it's it's also quite hard to to um, convince people to say, "Hey, I want to spend five extra hours next week for a few months uh, on on learning digital skills." But is there a still meeting? I'm I'm not sure because there's always different. Uh, limitations from from a government perspective in Germany. It's not. Uh, I think it's not allowed at the moment. Yeah, so you like-
1: you cannot you cannot do the, like you cannot meet at somebody's own place. Uh, but like the 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 public spaces, as universities have, are accepted from are are actually they 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 can host like smaller. They they are allowing smaller groups in rooms where that used to fit a
0: hundred people. There are now. 12 allowed how to how to solve this issue of not being able to meet everyone don't uh, not wanting to spend uh, endless times in zoom calls or hangout meetings or slack calls or whatever and still meeting people in the most um <laughs> way so so do you have an idea or an approach on it
1: well uh, and the main approach is to get as much mentors as possible so ideally we would have one mentor per group so you can actually just have a direct connection with with your mentor and you can also uh just see what everybody is doing so you you do feel you do actually feel part of of that group and you are actually feel truly connected to your mentor and not that your mentor is some sort of help desk who helps uh four groups in the same moment and uh, who is really busy and answers with "Oh, you should check out this rule," or uh, so it's really to provide like a feeling of familiarity with the people who you work with, and of course, if it has to be done by Zoom, uh, it will it probably will be done by Zoom most days. But if you have met the group in real life and you have met the mentor in real life, that does provide you with with some familiarity and some some. Um, ease in your approach to people if you have met them in real life you assume afterwards is much much better to do and much relaxer than if if you only see these people at a zoom call yeah
0: so it's going to be 20 20 kind of mentors that's that's also a lot yeah we're're aim- we're, we're
1: aiming for at least uh eight as well to get uh to get a mentor to have maybe two even maybe three depending on of course how many we're gonna get but not more than that we do want to keep like also a mentor could be in two groups that's also not a problem but just that a mentor is not overworked and that he is not that he also has time to like be a bit social and and not only have so much group that he has so much work to do that he does not have the time to socialize just to create again really the feeling of familiarity and, and just an approach of friendliness that you know who it is you have seen him in real life you can just text him and. I think probably what I'm experiencing most now is that a lot of people here at Tech Labs don't stick to the regular working hours, yeah. but like the approachability that you don't you don't feel like your mentor is some, some help desk that you can only reach on work days from nine to five, but just yeah. some uh, some guy you know who's, who's really friendly with you and you can just text him like, hey, do you have time tomorrow for maybe a quick call? Can you help us out? Cause we're a bit stuck and and really give a give a face to the name and and
0: yeah so maybe would be also interesting to 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 know if i would be in amsterdam where should i or who should i contact
1: i mean you could also always use the the main tech labs website but our own like the tech labs amsterdam website is going to be finished is going to be up and running and you can contact the tech labs team directly and whoever sees the mail
0: first Will probably uh, be the one who answers you. Do you want to to share anything else before we maybe come to an end here? I mean, uh, I, I really like like the like the uh, the techlabs just the
1: community feel like everybody just how everybody can just hit up everybody and the talks I've had the, the past few weeks with different locations and also this it's just really fun and to see that the people from cities everywhere are just doing the same thing and and have been through it and feel like also the sympathy when when i hit up other locations like hey could you tell me how you guys started off and they're like oh yeah i remember being there and uh, it's just it just feels real it feels like a real fun
0: community and i really enjoy being part of it already great i mean that's the the most wonderful words that you could have for Tech Labs, I guess and um, yeah with that words I want to uh, say thank you to you Max uh, thanks for for sharing your insights and what's going on in Amsterdam what's going on with your company uh, and uh, hopefully talk to you soon and hopefully also see you soon in, in Amsterdam
1: yeah we, we're uh,
0: we're really gonna need to schedule a call man <laughs> bye bye see ya thank you for listening to Digital Shapers a podcast by Digital Mente and Tech two NGOs with the same goal creating a more equal society using technology and tech skills to democratize education and to solve today's world challenges. Remember to follow us to receive updates on our new episodes.